Hey, everybody. Uh, we're going to get into the show in just a few moments. And when we do, it's going to be a great time. We're going to have lots of fun. But we would be remiss if we just didn't take a moment to acknowledge the amount of social upheaval that's happening uh, in our country right now as a result of the killing of George Floyd. Um, and and acknowledge that our, our hearts are broken uh, for all of those who have been affected by this tragedy. Um, Bob's Husband Banthas is a silly show. It's a place to have a lot of fun. And so it's not exactly the right place to to, to talk and opine about this, so we're not going to do that. We're, we're hoping that this uh, this show provides a break for people from the uh, the worries of the world. Uh, but we want to take a moment to just acknowledge the pain that people are going through uh, and let them know that uh, that we are with them. Um, but we're going to get into the show. We're going to have a great time doing it. Uh, but we just want to let you know we love you. We thank you for being our listeners. All right, on with the show. Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest place on earth. Everybody, welcome back to Bob's and Bantha's a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things that Disney Company owns that we love. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my co-host, the man who, no matter what you tell him, always looks into the eyes of Mara, Aaron Absolute Humidity Robbins. Aaron, how are you doing? I'm okay, man. I'm doing okay. That is... Have you have you ever tried to not look in the eyes of Mara? I, do you want to be, me to be honest with you? At 40 uh, yes. years of age, uh, I, 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 I try not to. I get upset when other people do, and it still scares me, like, a little bit. Like, I'm it doesn't still, scare you? I am a tiny bit scared of, of, of Mara. When you go through uh, the doorway yeah. uh, and you're either getting fortune or uh, looking into the future or what's the other one? Eternal uh, youth? Yeah, eternal youth. Yep. Eternal youth. Are you thinking like, this is the time, man. This is the time it's all going to work out. And then somebody blows it. Yeah. Every time somebody blows it. And I'm like, who Who looked? It's always the driver. doesn't matter. It's always the driver. Yeah. It's always the driver. Hey, uh, episode 11, man. Episode 11, yeah. Just We're it's, on just um, a roll is what you call that. Is It's a roll. Snake eyes, double ones. It's a roll. It's a roll. I, do, I guess it's snake eyes. Yes, I, I guess I snake really eyes know. is a roll. Super appropriate for this episode that you got to admit. That was such a... Ah, yes, wow. you're right. Look at how you're I You're right, because this episode, we're talking about the Indiana Jones adventure, specifically the top 10 secrets so, of the Indiana Jones adventure, so stuff secret. that you probably had no idea about. I guarantee I have at least one that no matter who you are listening to this, you don't know about. It is deep. I, it is... You do too? I think I do. Nice. I think I do. Now, this is the great thing is that Aaron and I do not know each other's lists. So when we get into it, it's going to be a surprise for both of us. But yeah, I feel like I've got a couple deep cuts here that yeah. it's going to be like, a, oh, hey, and the thing that I'll be amazed about is whether or not your deep cut matches my deep cut. Yeah, there is no way it does. Mine is uh, unique to me and my Love experiences. It. Uh, it is a little secret. It's, it's just super buried. But uh, it's going to be cool to play a little side game of lame or not lame as we go through each other's lists where you're like, absolutely, <laughs> you're like, absolutely. Lame. That's lame, man. So listen, uh, this week's been a little sponsored the ride. That's lame. That's lame. That's lame. Uh, the, the, well, we're not even going to get, we're not even going to get into I it. I tempted yet. you. I tempted you. But with it's, it. it's going to be so great when we get into it because boy, I love that and that attraction. You love that attraction. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, before that, how was your week, man? Uh, life is a little crazy. Would we it agree is, on that? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's been a, it's been a heavy week. It's been a long yeah. week. It's been yep. a week where you and I both work in a profession where we are um, encouraged and expected to think 
um, at a at a very organizational level about how we yes. speak about things. And so yes. um, I'm not going to claim that my, uh, you know, that my experience of it is it, it's not what whatever other people are experiencing. There's so much um, heartache and hardship in the world yeah. right now. I am not experiencing that. And so I would never want to take away, away from that. But but thinking about it every day, talking about wanting to give yeah. good responses, wanting to write things that are that are transparent and good and open and heartfelt, like it's hard, man. And today yeah. I just I, I I just couldn't handle it anymore. And so I, I I took my bike up to Tahoe and and rode up a hill that I've been. Uh, it's one of my bucket list road bike climb hills. And oh, I, was, right? I was like, today I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna find out what I'm made of today, and I'm just gonna and do it. And you're still alive. Yeah, and I made you're it, still I made here. It yeah, I made it up. It was a glorious ride. It was. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was fun. How about you, man? Yeah, yeah. My my wife has once described deep, complex thinking as mental taffy. Mm. Like it's, you know how when you make taffy, it's you're, you're pulling it and you're stretching it and you're, yeah. you're folding it over on itself and it's just sticky and arithmetic. Those yeah. are the phrases she often uses, sticky yeah. and arithmetic. And, uh, and I, I feel like that's, that's been a lot of what the past week has been is just this mental taffy of, of just thinking deeply about complex issues and struggling through emotions. And yeah, it's, it's hard. So it's, it's nice to be able to get to a show like this and just have fun with it. You totally. know, I look forward to this whole week. Um, in addition to deep thinking, one of the things I did this week was I started to pull down a shed that we have in the backyard. Yeah, I heard about that. In, in order to make room for a podcast studio, man. In, Bantha Studios is going to get, yay. it's going to break ground pretty soon. I thought it was going to make room for all the hair that you cut off the top of your head. It was oh, like, yes, that's right. Here it I comes. Did. Is the big reveal coming? Uh, I I, uh, I got to a point this, uh, this week. Uh, you have photographic evidence that my hair reached peak worst hairstyle yeah. ever. You, you called it Seuss level. You were at Seuss it level was, six. Yes, That's the name of my is, new band is right there. It's Seuss, Seuss level, level six. six. It's Not awesome. bad. Is that a is that a uh, uh, Doctor Seuss inspired? Like is that a EDM or yeah. is that more of like a death metal? What do you think that is? Oh, Seuss death metal would be good. Yeah. There's no rex. Yeah. There's no rex. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Oh, I'm trying to think. Uh, 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 the sun did not come out. It was too wet to play. <laughs> So we stayed inside all that very long day. Yeah, that was something like man, that. We're going places. This is going, we up, are on, really going, going up on sound. Yeah, move over, Harold and the Yetis. You got yeah. Seuss level six. Seuss level uh, yeah, six. So, so I got to the point where I was like, enough. Yeah. Enough is enough. Yeah. Uh, we're in California. I can't get my hair cut. I can't take this anymore. So I took out the clippers. And for you, no way. I'm going to do a live reveal. Oh live reveal. Goodness. Ready? Here yeah. we go. Wow, it's really short. You do look like you're in the. You look like you're in that movie Jarhead. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, I look like I'm in Jarhead. Yeah, you look like the lead character in Jarhead. Right. You look famous <laughs> as heck, man. Famous. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's short. It's I mean, it is very short, you guys. And and I had a lot of fun with it as I was taking it off. Let me just I tell you this right now. Scott Scott Storm pulls you over right now in your car. You're just like, give me the ticket. I obviously. <laughs> You're a cop. I was wrong. Just give me the ticket, man. <laughs> it looks, is uh, tight. You look tight. You it's a uh, yeah. It's a little. It's a little intimidating. A little aggressive. Uh, it's definitely. You know, my normal hairstyle. I would say is playful. This is very not much no. not playful. Yeah. Um. And I, I. I'm not sure how I feel about it. It's been this short before. It okay. hasn't been this short in a long time. Uh, but uh, you know, I like my hair longer and more playful and the, the solace that I take is this thing will grow out again. So it, it'll grow out. Again. I don't know, man, you're getting, you're getting, you're getting up there at some point. Know, I'm getting up there. What if this is the hair, last time? I know. What if I, what if I experienced the last hair? Hair follicles are like, finally, we're done. This is oh it. my gosh. If, if now is a time that I start losing hair, I'm going to really, I'm going to shed more than just a tear. Yeah. I'll tell you, you have no time. gray hair, though. It, at uh, 40, whatever you are, you have no gray hair. Some people I know have a little bit. You're, you're, you're looking tight, though. 
when uh, it's I, I have it in my beard. Yeah. That's the weird thing is like when club. I when I grow out my beard, that's where all the the salt and pepper comes out. Yeah. But I I'm terrible at growing facial hair. I think we've established on this on this show. So uh, so yeah, you'll never see it. Uh, hey, well, let's get into news bites. Let's what get into some news bites. We got some fun things to talk about this week. Really fun things. Couple of uh, yeah, a couple of good ones. You want to start? Why don't you start? What do we got first? We got Star Wars stormtroopers are enforcing new social distancing rules at yes. Disney World. Uh, so what this means is that the the, the stormtroopers that walk around Galaxy's Edge and probably Tomorrowland, I don't know how it works over there in Disney Run, yeah, Disney yeah. World. Uh, they use their 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 voxes, their vocoders. They they got they yep. got dialogue lines in there, and they yep. have like uh, little little routines. I mean, they have like little things that they can do about about like look at the guy in the mask and like oh they're yeah. all in masks or are you six feet apart? They're like hey we don't have yeah it's that like one. a it's like a little vaudeville routine that it, they're it, doing it is. up on a balcony. So yeah. uh, let's so let's hear your response to that, and then I have a very uh, a very Talk, you talk about the news story, and then I have a very important question for you. Uh, yeah, so I, I watched, uh, you, you can watch the clip of them doing their performance. They're like on top of a balcony over at Dins- Disney Springs. And uh, and yeah, they're, they're just kibitzing back and forth. And they're making a lot of social distancing type of jokes, talking about, oh, look at that guy's face covering. Oh, I bet you that's better than this helmet that I'm wearing. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of like, there's a lot of rim shots. Yeah, right? there like, is. That they set, them, set themselves up for. And I thought like, is this... Is this what they mean by never waste a crisis? Yeah. Like, is this, like, is, is this what Disney Entertainment was like? Okay, um, how do we smooth over the edges of the awkwardness of the Disney experience right now? Uh, I got an idea. Let's use uh, Imperial, or I guess in this case, First Order Stormtroopers, First Order Stormtroopers to talk about social distancing and yeah. mandating people stay away from Let each other. Let me ask you this. First, I, I don't know that... that- that stormtrooper if galaxies does have an edge i think the stormtroopers uh-huh. might have fallen off of it because i thought stormtroopers were supposed to be you know intimidating intimidating right? killing machines and the more i think about it they, they either need to tame this change the name to stormtroopers but spelled t-r-o-u-p uh ah yes <laughs> i like that you know or yes like storm homonym yeah or there you bloopers go. because they're, they're turning them in to Jungle Cruise esque sort of yes. bloopery kind of, uh, I, isn't it? They're they're almost they're breaking down. Not they're not breaking the third wall, but they're breaking that wall of like, isn't it funny that we can't ha- ever hit anything that we're that we, we have terrible shots? Yeah, and it's yeah. like that. I get that that that's meta fandom though. That's fandom describing fandom. Yes, that's not what yes. they're actually supposed to be. They're right. actually supposed to be killing machines. Like you that's know, that's the thing is like if if it, it, it would be the equivalent if. Mickey acknowledged that he was, uh, I don't know. I mean, I was going to say acknowledge he was a, an animated character. I mean, he does acknowledge he's an animated character, but it'd, it'd be like if Mickey was self-reflexive enough to acknowledge his own preposterousness. Yeah, right? like that like, his ears that he's a always mouse. face a certain way, no matter yeah. how his head is tilted, his ears always face a specific direction, which is right. anatomically correct in him being, uh, them. I could actually see them doing a, a gag at that, but Mickey's not a killing machine. Stormtroopers right, exactly. are. <laughs> yes, yes. And so I agree with you. It, it feels very awkward to see the stormtroopers like making themselves the butts of their own jokes. And then there's also this thing that is, Look, I, I know that Captain Phasma is a female stormtrooper. I know that there are female stormtroopers, but in this bit that they have, there is a male stormtrooper and a female stormtrooper. And I got to tell you, it just hits me. The it just hits me in such a weird way. I think for the same reasons that you're talking about, yeah. that it's it's done in this comical way, and so there's nothing menacing about it. And I think having and and the the 
the female performer who's doing this voice of the stormtrooper has a very high register and doesn't sound commanding yeah. or menacing in any way. And so it does not feel, um, it feels like a joke. It feels like one joke after another. And you look at like Finn uh, making the decisions that he made to not participate in the combat and stuff like that. And you imagine those stormtroopers like, I don't, I don't even shoot at all either. Here's what you do. You shoot it up in the air a couple of times. You're fine. Like that's their response. Yeah. His, his, yeah. his whole a hero's journey that he has to go through is sort of undermined by playing stormtroopers down is like, nah, not that really serious. You know, it's like, uh, just yeah, empty out your gun before you get back on the ship. They don't really check. Right. And, and, and it, it, it's similar to what you said during our star, star Wars episode, which is like the slapsticky nature of stormtroopers really takes away from the fact that they are these, you know, what you assume is just dyed in the wool killing machines that are, that have pledged an undying uh, allegiance to, the empire and that makes them all the more f- scary and if all of them are just sort of like eh it's yeah. a living yeah. like it <laughs> yeah, just, exactly it just makes it feel less impactful that way oh, no, i i was over in uh, england a while ago i'm i'm a little traveled more traveled than I'm, some people okay i'm interested to see how this connects Keep yeah going. no no it's going to connect I, I was over right. i was over there across the pond oh, you're very you're very much a world traveler that's Look what i'm you. saying yeah i win wow. that yeah no but uh the, the Queen's Guard, you know, the people that wear the big, the big puffy yep. hats. You know, I can re- yep. I remember being uh, somewhere where they were walking at a castle or something and the tourists didn't get out of the way and they, and they walked by and they were just like in a very commanding voice said, you know, make way for the King's Guard or whatever. Yep. And it was like, yeah. it was definitely a performance thing. Like they yeah. do this a lot, but it was very commanding. It was very impressive. And I would rather see stormtroopers just carry that. I would rather when they walk through Galaxy's Edge, even as a 40 year old, me be like a little bit like, dude, you guys keep it serious, man. Like. Pick, right. up, pick up your right. popcorn. They're going to be upset and less yes. of like, oh, I wonder if I can get into some weird kind of goofy exchange with them or something. Yeah, because there's just... enough places like that. Yeah. Like there are enough streetmosphere characters where you can have silly, goofy banter back and forth. Yeah. And so there's not really a place for it with the stormtroopers. Yeah. Uh, but that's sort of what they've become. But Good news, anyway, they're, they're patrolling uh, Disney Springs and they're making jokes about your masks now. Yep. So that's that's the world we live in. Right on. What's the next one you got there? I'm very... Uh, well, I feel like this is... Uh, we can move off this one pretty darn quickly okay. because neither you and I are sports fans. <laughs> Here's the only thing uh, I know about this one. Tell me what it is first, and I'll tell you the only interesting thing I have to say about it. Sure. So the NBA is in talks with Disney in order to complete their season at the ESPN Wild World of Sports. That's the it, National Bantha Association or the National, National Bobsled Association. Association. That's right. That's right. Complete their entire season uh, at the ESPN Wild World of Sports. Yeah. Wide World of Sports. Which is like a uh, huge athletic complex over there in Florida. It's like it's yep. massive. Have you been to it? Yep. I have been to. Oh, wow. Here's the only thing I have to say about it. I looked at aerial pictures of it, and I was trying to count the number of softball fields or baseball fields from aerial photography. And uh, a shot put course and a baseball field look very similar through aerial photography. Okay. So there's there's either 16 softball courses or 16 shot put. 16 shot put, Colin. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, It's a lot of baseball, guys. What if if there was no baseball happening, but just an overabundance of shot putting? That would be great, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it would be great. Uh, I'm not affected by it either way, but maybe somebody who's a listener is really affected by this and they love this story. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know where we dropped the ball on that one. Where we did not drop the ball, though. (laughs) Yeah. Is. That was a good pun, by the way. Thank you, sir. I I caught that pun. Um, That was a layup. Mm -hmm. That was a uh, free throw that you made. Yeah. A technical foul. It was a field throw. A uh, charging. Yep. Uh, You 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 traveled all over. Harassing the witness. That's right. (laughs) We're just really, really mixing the metaphors here. Uh, Schoolhouse Rock is coming to Disney Plus. Like what? The original? I feel like 
Yeah, I feel okay. like this news story was made for you and me specifically. Yeah, uh, I only like the bill one, and, right? And, That's the one that they uh, the the bill. Well, first of all, the, just a bill. That's right. I, I love conjunction junction. Yeah, conjunction junction. I like the bill one. Uh, I, I like that one a lot. And that animation studio that did those did a bunch of stuff during that era. And I, I, I wish I could tell you off the top of my head what they did, but they did a bunch of stuff. Uh, there was a Schoolhouse Rock one. No, I'm sorry. There was one that I always thought was Schoolhouse Rock. Maybe you can remember this one. Yeah. It was about your teeth. Do you remember yeah. the one about your teeth? Oh no, Exercise they did. Uh, uh, they also did. Uh, uh, Don't drown your food. Oh, uh, about yeah, putting yeah, that's too right. much salad dressing on your food. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah. Don't so, drown so your food. Neither of those were Schoolhouse Rock. I think videos, the same though, animation company did them though. I think the that's same what I thought. Okay, that's company. the reason why I always associate. Yeah, them they mind. did a bunch of stuff during that area. Anyways, that's I cool. I think this is gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be fun. I I have showed my kids. I'm just a bill. I actually showed my kids. I'm just a bill to explain how a bill becomes. Yeah, a bill. yeah. And it still holds up. And it's incredibly educational. It's an earworm. Yeah. And they, it is. I, I mean, they, they totally understand the whole, they, they understand the entire Here's legislative process. Here's what's funny, though. And, uh, my, I, I have public school teachers in my family, a few of them. Uh, I love you guys. Support. You're doing a great job. What a hard year, huh? Terrible stuff. But Absolutely. here's the thing. Uh, but every time I show my kids something like that on YouTube, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We already saw this in school. I'm like, well, you sure watch a lot of YouTube in school. <laughs> Anyways, what are you doing during yeah. all that time? Where is your teacher when you're watching YouTube? Keep she's, going. Uh, setting up the next, uh, she's setting up the next clip. Uh, again, interesting to note this year uh, or this week, it's been a year since galaxy's edge opened. Hard to believe. And there are a lot of things that Disney could have planned for in the opening of galaxy's edge, uh, a star Wars land. Um, I think the two things that they did not plan, three things they did not plan for was record low attendance during the first summer of its opening, yeah. uh, a pandemic, and then uh, a horrible civil unrest yeah. during a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this has got to be the single worst opening of a theme park area e ever. I mean, I can't think of something that is, and it's, and uh, you know, a lot of this is not Disney's fault. Yeah. A lot of it isn't. Um, I think probably Can we say some or do you, do you feel like a lot? I would, I would say that some of it is. Yeah. I would say that some of it is. Okay. I think opening up half a land. Because uh, it didn't open that, well. Like the, the, this right. was way before Bobsleds and Banthas. But when it opened, it was, the, it was not uncommon to read news stories about how the part, that part was empty. And you're like, oh, man, how long do I have to wait for Smuggler's Run? Right. And uh, it's, it's a walk on. So it, it did not open strong. No, no. And, uh, and then by the time that they had momentum going because rise of the resistance the e-ticket attraction yeah. was up and running yeah um that's when the the whole park shut down so yeah. i i guess on the plus side when this whole thing is over and the the parks are open at full capacity and things are running again this is going to feel like a brand new land again yeah because hardly anybody got to experience it and yet they've had they will have had over a year to to work out a lot of tweaks and kinks yeah. and that sort of thing you want to take the next one uh, yeah, let me, uh, let me, uh, okay, man. Well, you take it because I have a side point to that. This is uh, on the this never is the ending Lego one. This is the, yeah, the never ending story of news, uh, news outlets, um, the, the insatiable desire to connect any news story to Disneyland. They're just like, oh hey, my gosh. hey, if we put the word Disneyland, we get like 30% more clicks. So I don't care what this is about. Guy washes his car just like they do at Disneyland. Just like, just the way, just the same way they wash down the uh, the old timey car on Main it Street. It does right? not matter. They will now connect Thousand any clicks. news story they can because it gets more views. So what is this news story? So insider.com releases a story that says, and I'm reading the headline, a man used Legos to make a miniature replica of Disneyland at home 
and his creation looks just like the real theme park. Wow. Now, if that ain't a clickbaity <laughs> yeah, title, right. I don't know what is. All right, just like. Let me check this out. So I clicked it and checked it out. And let me tell you, All right. I don't... What this is... Are you a Lego person? I'm a huge Lego person. Okay. I have become a huge Lego okay. person. I was not one growing up. Really? That surprises having, me, Scott Storm. Uh, you know, there's a whole story behind okay. that. I had one Lego set growing up. It was a castle. It was awesome. Uh, okay. But it's I grew very up very important the to me. Just so you know, it is very important to me what castle set that was. But we will discuss it later. We have the, we will discuss this, it later. That'll be on the Patreon. Yes, definitely. Right? I, I'm yeah. very, very con- uh, curious. But keep going. Okay. So, but I have become a huge Lego uh, fan and supporter as a dad. Yeah. Because I think they are the single greatest toy that has ever been Amen. made. Okay. So I have purchased a, there are two things I never say no to when my kids ask. More books and more Lego. Yeah. All right. So we have purchased a lot of Lego in books our time. Books are relatively affordable. Legos Lego. are relatively not. <laughs> Definitely not uh, on the relatively affordable. But both incredibly constructive, worth their time. I would even say worth the investment in both of them. Absolutely. I am a computer programmer because of Legos. The connection between Lego and the way a programmer needs to think and how that all works uh, is there, there is a connection there to building, thinking, scaling, all that stuff. And I, I owe a lot of who I am to Legos. And so when I go on the web or I go on YouTube and I watch people building their Lego cities I marvel at the amount of ingenuity and uh, deep engineering and architecture that it takes to create their own creations, to to block these things out. So when I see a headline that says, a man used Legos to make a miniature replica of Disneyland at home and his creation looks just like the real theme park, I'm thinking, this is going to be amazing. I can't wait to see this. I click, Uh and what this is, is what is this gentleman purchased a bunch of Lego sets, assembled them as they were to be assembled, and then just arranged them in a line that looks something like a theme park. Yeah. It's not creative. Because there's a lot of... there's a lot of multi-story building sets that you can get yes. uh, online and at the Lego stores. There, there's a couple of those. Uh, right. But yeah, Main Street, they are not. No. Uh, and that's exactly what he did. He bought those multi-level buildings and he put them together in the way that they are made to go together. Yeah. He, he didn't modify any of the buildings whatsoever and he made them in a street-like form to form a Main Street. Oh, and then Disneyland. Purchased, yes. And then purchased the Lego... Cinderella's castle uh, at the end of that strip to simulate Sleeping Beauty's castle and then has peppered the rest of this quote-unquote land with other various Lego sets that you can buy this off the shelf. This guy works for the paper, and they're, they're like, hey, where was your story on that that in that hard-hitting journalism? He's like, funny <laughs> yes. thing, I just didn't write it. And they're like, well, do you have anything else? And he's like... I was busy building my Lego. <laughs> yeah. I just have stock Lego sets. Is that something we can use? Anything to connect with Disneyland? I mean, a little bit. Yeah, let's do I it. guess I could arrange them in a Main Street type of thing. Done. I got a castle that goes at the end of it. My kids could design a better Disneyland Lego experience than this. Do you know what snot Lego building is? The term snot? Uh, Yes, studs not on top. Wow, you are a huge fan. Uh, nice. I told you. Man, I told you. Was, I've studied. I, I've studied. In my mind, 15% chance you get that question right. But you knocked it out of the park. I love Scott surprising Storm. you. I love <laughs> surprising great. you. Um, First with my hair, now with this. It's an episode of surprises. Uh, um, that was the news? Yeah. I think that No, we got be, uh, one more special oh, no. news uh, item since t- today's... Uh, 
uh, secret theme year is 1995. Uh, yes. A throwback news item. Did you know in 1995 that Disneyland buried a 40-year time capsule? Because it was the theme park's 40th, 40th anniversary, anniversary. Uh, in 1995. So they buried a time capsule then to be opened in 40 years, which we're not super far away from here. We're within... No, we're not. Couple years, nine years, ten years. Couple years and change. Yeah. Do you know what went into that time capsule? Did you see anything? I I don't. I just, I just know. What do you think went into a 1999 Disneyland time capsule? 1995. I'm sorry, 1995. Well, I think it's going to have stuff in there. It's related to uh, the arts and media, so it's going to have something related to music, something related to film, something related to uh, animation, something related to the theme parks. Uh, something related to cultural events that shaped that the last 40 years uh, of Disneyland, probably some sort of, uh, you know, year based thing. Uh, yes. of, of the main things that happened throughout the, the previous 40 years. Um, uh, there's going to be um, uh, one. Oh, free- you don't you, you think that there's going to be something that marks the past 40 years. You don't think it's like the marker in time. This is 1995. I do think it's that, but I, I think they run out of stuff and they throw some uh, they throw some okay. historical stuff in there. There's a free coupon for uh, any makeover you want at the Bippity Boppity Boutique, uh, which okay. I, I'm not sure if that's been invented yet, but it's a- <laughs> just, they're forward thinking. Yeah, and there's just a churro in there, but it hasn't accounted for inflation, so it's uh, it's six it's inches long. It's a lot long. smaller, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. and way yeah. more sugar on it. Like people were not yes. there, just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think's in there, or do you know? As I saw you doing research, eyes. I'm doing research. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my best guess as to what's in there. Okay. Okay. Uh, the the things that would mark Disney in 1995. Uh, I'm going to say a copy of Heavyweights. Okay. Movie. <laughs> all right. The movie about the kids that go to a fair. Oh, we all know the movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, the soundtrack to a goofy movie. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like, yes, of course. Eye to eye and stand out. Yes, that's going that's so you going just into, can't get through an I episode without mentioning that. An episode. I can't get through a day without listening to it. <laughs> right. There you go. Um how about a copy of Operation Dumbo Drop? That mm-hmm. funny Vietnam War movie yeah. about uh, them delivering a combat a, elephant. Elephant. Yeah, yeah, the combat elephant. Uh, <laughs> uh, perhaps, perhaps you'd be interested in a uh, a VHS copy of. Well, this one I would be interested in. Yeah, tell me. Runaway Brain, the Mickey oh. Mouse short. Where oh yeah, 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 yeah. Brain gets swapped yeah. into a monstrous brain, yeah, or yeah. Mo- gets swapped. You know that is one of those. Uh, that's one of those Mickey shorts that's not available on Disney Plus. Yeah, and I'm really bummed about that because it's such a good Mickey short. Yeah, such a good Mickey short. Uh, you've got a Buzz Lightyear uh, action figure. Uh, because 1995 is when Toy, when Story. Toy Story came out. Some right? used chewing gum from the Skyway buckets, and maybe we'll reveal why that would be uh, later in the episode. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you top it all off with um, with a copy of everybody's favorite holiday movie, Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. Mm. There you go. Don't, there you uh, go. Please don't get me started on that movie. Oh, I can't wait to get you started. No, oh, you don't Again, want to go down. We'll that. wait till December for Please, that. Please, yeah. Well, it's going to be a very chilly Christmas. Uh, I can't wait to see what that uh, that time capsule uh, unveils. Yeah. I think it'll be good. Uh, actually, 1995. Taking a look at uh, at what the Disney Company did in 1995. There's a lot of a lot of hits there. Banner I mean, year, again, 40 year anniversary. Banner year. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, I'll be looking forward to seeing them open that thing up. Hey, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to be talking about the Indiana Jones adventure, the top 10 secrets that you need to know. Secrets. you got to know these secrets. you got to know. Impress so your friends. Listening. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll be throwing these things out. You'll be like, 
uh, standing in the queue, be like, oh, I don't know if you knew this, but... Uh, Reggie, could you stop talking? I'm trying to enjoy the queue. All right. We'll stick around. We'll be right back. The story begins one year ago. World-famous archaeologist Indiana Jones follows a tattered map to an ancient edifice. Could this be the fabled Temple of the Forbidden Eye? According to Dr. Jones, the temple contains a chamber of destiny where an ancient idol lured visitors with promises of gifts, eternal youth, earthly riches, or visions of the future. Okay, hey, we're back, and uh, we got our lists, each talking about... This is our first top ten episode. Top ten secrets you need to know about the Indiana Jones adventure at Disneyland. Uh, The way we did this was we each made our own top ten lists. We have not shared them, so we'll be revealing them to each other for the first time. And so some of them may line up and some of them may not. So this is a top ten list, but it could be a top 20, depending on uh, how different our lists are. It really could. And uh, man, I think I have more than 10 because I was just, I was on a roll, son. Uh, See, I was trying to hold back because here, this is the thing is I know that we will end up doing an Indiana Jones episode, at least one Indiana Jones episode at some point. So I made a lot of notes for this, but I only, I only grabbed 10 of the top 10 secrets that you need to know because I can't wait to go back to this. Well, now before we get into the top 10 list, there are a couple, couple of housekeeping issues. One, uh, I want to talk about Indiana Jones and does your love for Indiana Jones match my love for Indiana Jones? Okay. Great news, Scott Storm. My, uh, my, my notes came up, so it's like everything's working out <laughs> oh, in this good. episode. Oh, good. So did you hear anything I just said? I absolutely did. On your notes? Are you kidding? Okay. I, can, I can multitask. And, I can't multitask. And, 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 and I thusly did. Um, the love for Indiana Jones. Thank you, sir. For the You're movie welcome. or the ride or both? Uh, Indiana Jones as a universe. Yeah, I, I do. I think that my I think my love will not match yours, but it is definitely healthy. Uh, like I said, okay. we just watched Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark. You did. Uh, yes. I, I, I do. I, I love that movie. I study that movie. Um, the second is one... Is it better than Last Crusade? Because I and it's I asked different that than because... Last Crusade, right? Last Crusade is a more full movie. It's a more it's a more that it's kind of a deeper uh, movie. I think so. The Last Crusade is an it is an excellent movie. I, I think it's, movie. it's 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 more. I want to say more watchable. Um, but what Indiana what what Temple of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark did. I mean, it was just like, I mean, it was Star Wars out in the jungle with machetes yes. and stuff. It was right. just an adventure. I was watching it and just every scene uh, just kind of moves that. I mean, you're just, you're at airplanes, you're in a tomb, you're in a yep. desert. I mean, it just yep. moves along and you're on a boat. There's a submarine. Like it's just, uh, it's just an it adventure. It just keeps movie. moving. Yeah, it's just it really constant. Does. It just never stops. Um, so I love that. Raiders, I, I want to get your, I want to get your opinion on this. Cause I feel like this is where our friendship ends. Um, I have a oh, no. really, well, it's been a good run. Keep I going. know I have a really hard time with temple of doom. Uh, I don't think you're wrong in saying that, okay. I, but, but does that translate to you? Does that mean that you don't like temple of doom? Like what, what do you have a hard time with? Uh, is it the tone? Is it the story? Is it, I mean, what is it? Yeah, it's kind of, so it started with the heart, the heart pumping scene okay. and just not yep. being allowed to watch that, not feeling good about that. Yep. And, uh, and then when I tried to watch it, uh, later, the, the female lead is, is not, uh, doesn't Willie Scott is a little shrill. Yeah. It's a little hard, She's a little shrill. 
And it just uh, the just the the expositional part of the it's a Club Obi Wan I believe they're Club in. Obi Wan yes Club it Obi Wan that 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 whole part just to get them into the first sort of adventure just takes forever. I feel so. like this calls for an episode. Yeah. Okay. Good. What do you say? Yeah, I think this calls for a Temple of Dune episode. Um, I can appreciate where you're going. It's definitely the my third favorite, right, uh, of the movies. Um, but I don't. Uh, I don't pan it the way a lot of people will pan it. Okay. You know, a lot of people will say like, oh, Temple of Doom's the, the worst one. Yeah. And I guess you don't even consider Kingdom of Skull. Uh, you Kingdom don't consider that Skull. a movie, period. That's not even a, yeah, not only is that not an Indiana Jones, Jones movie, that's not even a real movie. Um, <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but I don't think Temple of Doom is, I don't think uh, Temple of Doom is uh, exponentially worse. Yeah. You know, I just don't think it's the best Indiana Jones movie. It's just the third best Indiana Jones movie. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, I think that Star Wars has a, a balance of what is, uh, what makes it dirty sci-fi. And by dirty, I don't mean like adult, but dirty as in weathered, as yeah, in... Just- yeah, lived in yeah, lived, lived in, in sci-fi so there's yeah. this line of seriousness to sci-fi even though some of the stuff is a little a little wonky it skirts this line of of, of realistic real grimy sci-fi indiana jones has the same line in terms of yep. what he's allowed to survive and how he's allowed to get in and out of adventures that yes. you just deal with it you just deal with the fact you just accept it yeah you, you accept, accept it. it in temple yep. of doom specifically the raft blowing up sequence uh where they fly out <laughs> of a raft from a plane onto the snow through a forest down a cliff into the water it, it falls it off. Just stretches, it just just stretch it for you it a little bit too much. Ti- that's the tiniest bit. Just tiny much. Uh, oh, yeah. Well. And ironically, that's the best part of that movie. And it's the most like <laughs> over the it's over the top, like the, the boat parachute paradigm is the best. It's the best sequence. And it's crazy. I would say that if Bob Suds and Banthas is a Disneyland and Star Wars podcast, we could easily uh, have a sub brand of uh, Bob Suds and Bullwhips. Or yeah. bullwhips and banthas, yeah. where we talk about Indian Star Wars. Yeah, you know? totally. Let's 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 yeah. knock these out. Let's do it. Okay, yeah, uh, you start. Okay. Uh, hey, did you know a secret is that the uh, the Indiana Jones uh, whole thing was supposed to be a much bigger a much bigger land called the uh, Indiana Jones Lost Expedition that would have had multiple rides and taken up a huge area. I didn't know that, Aaron. Well, Why well, don't you tell me more about it? Because well, that's all that I have to tell you about it. Oh, seems like it would have been really expensive, and there wasn't a lot of room. And uh, even getting that one ride built uh, was a thing. But uh, hey, I heard it was supposed to be a much bigger uh, thing. So Indiana Jones and the lost the lost expedition. Well, let me just see what I can pull off the top yeah, of my head do. thinking about this. Uh, Tony Baxter and his team, Tony Baxter, the lean of engineer on the Indiana Jones experience. They came up with effectively what was like a mini land. Yeah, right? totally. The idea. Have you have you seen the concept art that they pitched? No, just read about the rides, the roller coaster and, oh my and gosh. everything. You've got I will send you a picture. I'll send you the concept art for what this thing looked like. It was a three attraction experience that was going to be housed inside of a giant, I believe it was volcano. Uh. And, uh, and it was going to be a land Rover experience, which is sort of like what the Indiana Jones uh, adventure is. Uh, it was going to be a mine cart roller coaster. And then the jungle cruise was actually going to go into this. And and the jungle cruise is going to be part of this expedition. So, uh, and it was going to be sailing toward, I think, toward a lava cliff or sail- sailing toward like a lava waterfall. Yeah. And the concept art is amazing. Oh, man. I and it was one of two concepts, imaginary concepts that were pitched. There was the Indiana Jones and the 
what, what we call it? What is it called? The Lost Expedition? Yeah, that, that was the Mini Land name. That was the Galaxy Edge name for it. Was that was the Galaxy's Edge name for this. Yeah. And that was up against the Zippity Doo Dah River experience. Yeah. Zippity Doo Dah River Run is what it was called, mm. uh, which, of course, later became Splash Mountain. Yeah. And the story goes that they had these two and uh, they wanted to do both, but they didn't have money to do both. Uh, Eisner realized that they could pull an- audio animatronics out of America Sings and put them into uh, Splash Mountain. He had a whole thing where he wanted to tie it in with the Daryl Hannah, Tom Hanks movie Splash. Yeah, I remember and, hearing about uh, that. Yeah, and so they they greenlit both projects, but the, uh, the, the Indiana Jones one got whittled down. I also heard his son, Brock, Brock Eisner, oh, uh, yeah, Brock really Eisner. wanted a log ride. And so you have this, you know, multi-billion dollar company. It's like, look, guys, my son wants a log ride. We're building a log ride. Dan. I don't care. Dan. Yeah, what? Not Knott's Berry Farms has a log ride. You're kidding. How come we don't have a log ride? Hold on. Let me make some phone calls. My, I thought you were going to choose that one, by the way. So I didn't choose that one. So oh, we, nice. I think we're still, uh, I think we're still, still, uh, still going. So uh, my first one is that the year that the Indiana Jones Adventure is set is 1935. This attraction was opened in 1995 so 50 years after the setting of uh the the indiana jones temple of forbidden eye which makes sense but it's interesting because 1935 is also the same year that temple of doom takes place yeah is which it really? is a yeah which is a full year before raiders of the arctic uh raiders of the lost ark takes place yeah so uh T- temple of doom and uh temple of the forbidden eye both take place in the same year and they both take place in india so I'm wondering, what is that story? It was uh, like a date-based uh, secret. Date-based secret. Uh, but but even though it takes place in 95, this is like my sub. This is my 1A. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, even though it takes place, we'll even though it it. Takes place in 1935, uh, there are nods to Raiders of the Lost Ark in the ride. Yeah. Specifically, there is a crate that is labeled box 9906, sorry, 9906752. That sounds like a number for the ARC box. Is that correct? That is correct, Aaron Robbins. Just watch the same number as the ARC box. Yep. So uh, so a little nod to the Ark of the Covenant, the crate that holds the Ark of the Covenant. So your haircut did not come with an Ace of Spades tattoo or any any other uh, tattoo. It just came with a a non sequitur. (laughs) I just keep looking at you. You look so tough. Normally you look, you know, you look like Prince Trying. You just look so I tough. Took, You're so I took my hair off. I also reduced my neck three inches. <laughs> you just look so I'm just, in. I'm just shoulders and a big bald head. You're almost like you're going through these tips and I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. Don't, don't hurt me. I wanted to get, I wanted to get into character. So I'm dressed as the, uh, the German mechanic. Yes, you are. Definitely that's, that's my plan. Yes. At. Yes. Well, my hair is not that short just to, just for it. So their audience knows it's not that short. Yeah. I'm going to try to stick to the outside uh, thing for a little bit before we go inside the ride. Okay. But uh, again, just just saying that uh, this ride came out 40 years into Disney's history, uh, so they were selling for, they were celebrating 40 years of adventure. So they had these 40 unique annual trading cards that highlighted an attraction for every year of Disney. Okay. Uh, Disneyland was open, and so you'd get the 1955 card, 56 card, and it would have whatever whatever the feature ride was. Like oh, the, that. like the feature attraction. Yeah, and year? you could collect these. Uh, you would get them when I think when you went through the turnstile or when you bought your Disneyland. Ticket, they would give you, uh, a, I think, a random card, oh, and so wow. people collected all of them. And uh, I think did you the, have any of them? I don't have any of them. I know what they look okay. like. I don't have any any of them. Uh, but the forty first card, the 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 hard to find forty first card, 
was the uh, was the Indiana Jones uh, Indiana Jones card, and it looked a little bit different than the rest of them. It had a little different color palette, but pretty cool. You can you can buy uh, an album of them on eBay and other places. You can get all forty. I, d- of I didn't cards. know I didn't know that at right all. On. That's really interesting. Okay, my number two is uh, the voice of Mara, who is the uh, the temple god. Yeah, is uh, was originally voiced by James Earl Jones. Really? Yes. Yes. And they actually temporarily changed that. You know, James Earl Jones, booming voice, right? Yeah. Like, if you're going to have an angry, uh, the voice of an angry God that you have angered because you've looked into his eye and he's now going to uh, to send you, I don't know, into oblivion or whatever it yeah. is. James Earl Jones is the type of guy that uh, that I feel like has that commanding voice, uh, that that has that commanding voice and presence to uh, to be the voice of of Mara. Yeah, they temporarily changed it when they refurb the ride. They did a yeah. refurb in the early two thousands. Yeah, and they temporarily changed it and they raised the pitch of the voice. They had huh. a new person recorded, and it sounded much lighter and much uh, less doom filled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, apparently, it did not do very well. So now it's it's James Earl Jones. They went back. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, out in the queue. Before you go into the uh, underground queue part, into the temple queue part, when you're still out in the jungle queue part, uh, there's a truck there and a minecart. And apparently those were both screen use props, something I've heard about for years, that the truck is the truck from the the desert sequence, yep. the desert chase That's sequence, it. and the minecart is from, the, the of course, the famous uh, minecart. Minecart sequence in sure. Temple of Doom. Sure, there you go. In the movie that you can't stand. Yeah. you can You can't get to that part. So I've heard that. Uh, I've also heard other things that that's, that truck is used for. I've heard the the headlights on that truck are used for signaling to cast members about various things, but I can't confirm that. So, oh, that's interesting. I did know. I I also saw that that truck was used in Raiders in the famous chase scene. Yeah, uh, and it's actually th- one of the trucks that they use. It's not a replica. It's not a recreation. You can actually see the uh, the stunt harness underneath the in the undercarriage for where the uh, where Indy. Yeah, uh, slid underneath the the truck, and also that truck is not does not have a hood ornament because of where Indy pulled the hood ornament yeah, off before he slid under the truck. So yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's pretty good. One. good. And if you have a fast pass, you're not going to see it. Not going to see it. Not for very long. Um, uh, along those lines, uh, the the uh, this isn't one of mine, but I figure why not? Here's a, here's a bonus. Okay. Uh, that that generator that's spinning outside yeah. near the truck. Uh, that generator is powering all of the lights all throughout the queue and occasionally slows down. So when there's a flicker, when you're in the temple and it flickers, the lights flicker, it's because that generator slowed down all the way outside. Here's the weird thing about that generator is there's certain sounds in Disneyland that are not, they're not, they're not music. They're not anything, but they're just sounds that are so uniquely tied to a part of Disneyland that I I love the way that they sound. And that generator has this very weird squeaky mechanical, it's got, it's got like a whistle. Almost. Yeah, yeah. And I just yeah. love the sound of that generator. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, my uh, so it's my turn. Yeah, well, well, that one didn't count, so this is technically your actual one. Oh yeah, I guess this is my actual one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so. When you go into, when you're going through the temple, yeah, uh, and you're still in the queue, mm-hmm. uh, you are in a room called the rotunda, mm-hmm. and the rotunda is like a, it's 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 a big, it's a rotunda, it's a, a big ceiling, very tall ceiling, and uh, in in the middle of the rotunda there is a rope going down oh, to yes. a well, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and that rope has a very distinct sign on it that says, do not pull the rope. Hmm. And uh, and people who pull the rope are in for a treat yeah. because there is someone that is attached to that rope down in that well, and you have ruined their uh, their archaeological dig at that yeah, point. Right? Maybe they their life, who knows? Maybe their life. Like, there's a good chance that you, 
you, if you pull that rope too hard, maybe you've ended their life yeah. in addition to their, their career. That uh, individual that's working down there, he's an archaeologist, and his name is Dr. Dunfor Pullet. Oh, that's very Haunted mansion Because if you it. pull it, he he's done, done for. for. He done for. Yay. So in addition to the rope pulling one, I believe before that, uh, you go through the bamboo spiky uh, narrow causeway, and there's a bamboo pole just off to your left. Uh, yep. And if you push on that uh it makes a you know a, a crashy uh, scary sound uh and it has a rather long reset time i remember so it, we, it our does kid, have a long reset our, time. our kids get excited when they you kind of want to walk real slow here's the <clears throat> secret here's the real secret is is when they let you into the room you know try to be the first try to walk really really slow and and upset the people behind you so that all those effects have time to reset so that when you go through you can push the bamboo thing you can pull the rope uh and then there was one where if you stepped on the triangles in the ground uh, they're, they're, the triangle is very similar. I'm sorry, the diamonds. The diamonds very the diamonds, similar right. to Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, when he goes to the first temple in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, that some uh, boulder thingies would rumble above your head, but they, I, I believe that's been disabled for uh, You know, decades. I never experienced that. Me neither. I, I, I have never experienced that. I've heard that that happened. I have experienced the pole. In fact, I remember the first time I went on uh, Indiana Jones where it was before Fast Pass, and so it was just waiting in that queue and for some reason, and that queue was packed. Yeah. And for some reason, and I don't know the reason why, but we're in the pole room and nobody touched the pole. There's a big sign on really? it. Really? Do not touch the pole. And nobody touched the pole. And I don't, I, I must have known about this because of a special that I watched or some sort of rumor I heard or something like that where someone had said, listen, anywhere in Indiana Jones where it tells you to not do something, you're supposed to do that thing. So I went up to the pole and I pushed it and that thing gave the big loud noise happened and then the ceiling actually started to collapse. Yeah. Have you ever experienced the ceiling collapsing? Uh, where the spikes start to come down? The, spark, the spikes start to come down. <laughs> I believe yes. so, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that, is that still working? Does that still function? I don't think the ceiling comes down. It just oh, makes man, the crashy sound. Point. I think, I could be wrong, but I mean. that That was, I remember when that happened Everybody in the queue freaked out. Yeah, and I was like, "This is this is absolutely amazing." It's such a different experience now. The 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 bamboo pushy thing, the the rope one. Sometimes you get stopped there with people where you're all kind of hanging out. But when Indiana Jones uh, Temple of the Freedom and I first opened, I mean, you were just stalled in those rooms for a long time. Uh, so it would not be uncommon for that those effects to actually reset a couple of times while you were waiting. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Now it's a very different experience. You, you sort of blaze through the first half of that queue, which is a real shame because right. it, it's, it's a, a shame. Such it's, a beautiful queue. Um, it's yeah. a it's a queue that's worth spending time yeah. experiencing. It's, I mean, it's, uh, it was made to spend time in. air conditioning. It's yep. beautifully themed. There's enough story there where you, it's great when you get to go on the ride. But even if you don't like there's enough story just in that queue. It's 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 a great queue. Anyways, the queue is definitely part of the ride experience. Yeah, as you it know, should and, be. and and the thing that is brilliant about that, the way Tony Baxter and his crew created that was they knew this was going to be a long queue experience because it was going to be a very, very popular ride. And so the intention was to slowly bring you from the outside to the inside to the actual attraction and that by the time you are at the ECVs or the, the vehicles, that you have been fully brought up to speed on what the story is, why you're there, what Indiana Jones is doing there, why you haven't seen Indy, all of those things. And yeah, with the advent of FastPass, you you really miss a lot of that. And yeah. so it really requires, I mean, people who love this type of stuff the way we love it, 
are really doing them themselves a disservice if they don't spend time in that queue specifically. Yeah, I've often I often think about this. I try to think about this, but um, I often think that that the uh, the ride loaders, the people that check the seatbelts and dispatch yeah. the rides, um, where they're standing is is on an island uh, because there's tracks to the left and the right of them in front of them. So that they're on this little island there uh, that I often think when I see them that that's the farthest away from reality you can get in Disneyland. You're 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 just so yeah. far away from life. You're you're in the middle of a temple. Uh, you went upstairs and then downstairs and then yeah. now you're on this island of loading uh, and it just feels so far away from life. Do you think? Um what do you think their day is like? Just it basically in in that trying temple. to find their their spare earplugs because they just lost their. Because <laughs> it's spare. so loud, dude. That's the only thing is <laughs> the hearing loss. Working that ride must be must be accounted for because yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, hey, since we're on that loading platform, yeah, let's uh, do something. It's like that was a perfect segue. Oh for wow, me. professional. So hey, it really is. It really is. So they're the vehicles that uh, that go through the expedition they are called EMVs and they stand for enhanced motion vehicles okay these enhanced motion vehicles the idea this isn't my th- this is my setup for my number okay good. this isn't this isn't my one all of your things have quali- qualifiers with them they all have qualifiers okay. uh, so i can expand my i can expand my yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my one so the uh, the EMVs the uh, enhanced motion vehicles the idea behind it was uh, star tours existed George Lucas, of course, was the executive producer of Star Tours, and that was a motion simulator. Yeah. Tony Baxter took a look at that and said, how come we can't have a motion simulator like that but actually go through a dark ride? Oh, right, yeah. So the idea behind the, e- the MV was that it is a motion simulator that is moving along a track, yeah. right? Very, very complicated ride vehicle. Yeah. Very complicated ride vehicle. Uh, it has... it. it pitches and yaws as well as going uh, forward and uh, it's all and the, the the EMVs all talk to each other so that, so that they know where they all are on the track so that if anyone stops um, they all stop and that they can give each other space in order to accelerate and decelerate just an amazing ride vehicle right. uh, creation the the downside is that they are so complex that they break down very easily and they have historically broken down a lot yeah that is all to say that on the loading platform, uh, there is in the middle of the platform a very small statue of uh, of a Buddha, and it is known as the Breakdown Buddha. Huh. And that there is a uh, a tradition and a superstition that uh, cast members each morning before they start running the ride is they all pat the Buddha's head and they leave coins in front of the Buddha as an offering so that the day's operations go smoothly without any breakdowns. Interesting. Yeah, so when you're loading up next time, you can take a look and see the Buddha and maybe, uh, maybe ask if you can give it a pat on the head. When we did that enhanced fast pass with the app, when you'd get the Disneyland app and then you'd, you would get the, your fast passes just directly on your phone, it used to be in the old, you know, old like a year ago. Uh, if your attraction broke down, you, you got... Uh, um, what they call a multi-use one. You could use it for anything in the park. So when we didn't know what to do, we'd always get them for Indiana Jones because it would break down the most frequently. And then we're like, yeah, we can go on Space Mountain now. Like, right. (laughs) You can get it for whatever you want. We're going, you know, yeah, we love that for that. You're basically just uh, you're just laying your chips down on what you what you know is going to break down, so you can get a free fast pass. Right? All right, here's my deep. This is my deep. Definitely, nobody listening to this podcast is going to know this. This is a truly, truly secret. Uh, I can't wait ride. to call this out. Yeah, I can't. I, th- I, can't, I can't wait to just step on it and just say, "Oh, yeah. oh you mean this?" Okay. Uh, if you <laughs> hang out, in, don't get a fast pass. You hang out in the outside part a lot. Uh, there's a radio uh, playing some music there, and it plays a, a, a mixture of big band and swing music and stuff like that. Uh, and one of the songs it plays for a second is a song called Jingle Jangle Jingle, which is also known as uh, I've Got Spurs. 
Uh, I've got spurs. And you know, you've heard it. It's like, I've got, got the spurs that jingle, 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 as I go riding merrily along. They sing, oh, ain't you glad you're single? Jingle, jangle. And that song ain't so very far from wrong. Uh, I always thought they were talking about the Lily Bell in that song, but that song was written uh-huh. in like 1940 or something, so they definitely were. But uh, so that song plays in the queue, which is uh, kind of a secret. Uh, but okay. the connection that I have to it is that the person that actually wrote that song, uh, Joseph L. Lilly and Frank Lossner, their house is actually in. Uh, Toluca Lake next to the Walt Disney Studios. They were composers for Paramount and for Disney. Uh, and there's actually, really? yeah, and there's actually a plaque on the out. It's a very beautiful house in Toluca Lake, but you can walk by it. It's on uh, Moore Park Street. A, a, a person lives there, so I won't tell you the address. But there's a plaque that says the song Jingle Jangle Jingle was written by these people in this house. Uh, and the guy that owns that house now is an amazing theme person. He themes his house for Halloween, for Christmas. Oh, and really? It, and it's Disney level. And it's not like tchotchke Disney level. Like, it's yeah. very well done. It's not a guy that bought a bunch of Lego sets and no. set them up on his yeah. front yard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is uh, He is a very, I don't know who he works for, but he is a, that is a very legit theme that happens there. Beautiful house, great plaque out front that pays homage to that song, which you can that hear is in the Indiana deep, Jones. Uh, deep cut. Yeah. We love that I house. Like that I walk one. by it all the time and just love it. And uh, how did you? Um, I mean, how, how did you put those two things together? Because you've walked past this house, but how did you clue in that that is being played in the queue? So I, that's just one of those songs that sticks out to me because it has that verse, "Oh Lily Bell, Oh Lily Bell," and that is the name okay. of the caboose uh, on the Disneyland train, named after yep. Walt's wife. There yep. is no connection there, but in my mind, I thought, "Oh, I wonder if this is an original song composed for Disneyland," and they put in a, a nod to Walt's wife in the song. So I looked it up and figured out they didn't, and then just and then happened to be know. walking in Toluca Lake, which is right next to Burbank, and was looking at this house, and I'm like, "This guy has to." work for disney like he's too good at everything he does and then there's a plaque there and it's like this song was written in this house and i was like i'm supposed to live here that's yeah that is supposed to be your house did you just go up to the front door sorry knock on the door and uh and say i'm sorry it's time to leave just time to go you can leave all your themed uh front yard please uh, do yeah decorations they're really good but you have to get out (laughs) you had your time it's my time now that's right that's right there you go Um, that's my super that's a really good one thank you that's a really good one um, mine is not as deep, okay. but I think uh, it's a fun fact. All it's right. a fun fact. So uh, in the ride, I, again, I'm bouncing all over the place, okay? In the ride, uh, you go through the Room of Skulls. And yeah. uh, the Room of Skulls is located behind the, the large statue of Mara, okay? In that room, there are 1,995 skulls to mark the year wow. that the, uh, the attraction opened. That is super deep. I didn't know that. I know something else about those skulls, though. Um, they're all human. They are <laughs> they're all, all they, they're all real human they skulls. Bought from a university. And then one more thing. Do you know the other thing? Wait, wait. Are you serious? Are they all really human no. skulls? Oh, okay. No, I, don't think, I don't think they are. I don't think any. <laughs> I was like, I my research didn't say that. No, there's How lots of I? rumors about that, though. Uh, in Pirates of the Caribbean. In Pirates, has, of the, oh, in Pirates of the Caribbean, there is one real human yeah. skull. I know that much. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. What were you going to say about the Room of Skulls? The Room of Skulls has one other Easter egg in it. Uh, is that on your list? It probably is. Go for it. Uh, one of the skulls in there is actually wearing a Mickey hat uh, that says Bones on it. Uh, That's it's right. An official hidden Mickey. 
that's difficult to see unless you know where it is and you remember where it is. That part of the ride goes by so quick and there's a right hand turned there in that room yep. that, that makes it hard to spot that. It's on your left hand side and it's sort of in the shadows, but it's a full skeleton and he's wearing Mickey ears and it is embroidered with bones. Yeah, it's awesome. Did you know hmm. that there is a clone of this ride in Tokyo? Did you know that uh, in Tokyo Disney Sea there is Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Crystal Skull? Has nothing to do with the movie. That's good, but it is the clone of this ride. And instead of uh, going through the three different gifts of Mara, I think it's a different. I think it's a different god. It's I know it's an Aztec. It's an Aztec uh, a temple that you're going through, right. and you're going to find the Fountain of Youth. That's not the important part oh. because there is another clone of this ride and it's in the U.S. Did you know that? I did not know that. The ride Dinosaur, oh, yeah. which is in the Animal Kingdom, uh, formerly known as Countdown to Extinction, a far better name for an attraction yeah. than Dinosaur. Yeah. Hey, Mommy, what are we going to go see on this this ride? Uh, dinosaur. Uh, you're going to go see a dinosaur. It, the name of the ride is what you see. They just sort of give it, it away there right, right at the top. Um. Anything important about the dinosaurs, how they came to be, went out, how what was like for them? No, you're just going to go see a dinosaur. Okay, cool. Okay, you, you're going to go on a ride. It's going to see. And then after that, we're going to take you on the ride, Pirate. Yeah, yeah they're and, just all one-word names that describe what it is. Car. And then we're going and then we're going to fun, finish off by going on roller coaster in space. Yep. Have you been on yeah. this dinosaur ride? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, it, so, so dinosaur slash countdown to extinction uses the exact same ride vehicle, exact same track layout as Indiana Jones. Actually, uh, I say it's the exact same tra- track layout. It is, but there is one portion of it that's actually uh, a little bit shorter. They have uh. a straightaway, uh, whereas there are a bunch of curves in the Indiana Jones yeah. one. But the the layout is, is you can overlay the two of them. Yeah. They are exactly the same. Listen, when you have an attraction that has a name like Countdown to Extinction, mm-hmm. how do you not keep that name? How do you exchange a name hey, like the, uh, that? The staff's complaining about how they have to clean all the letters on the ride. Is there anything we can do about that? They just they don't like cleaning all the letters. Uh, I guess we could shorten it. Well, what, what, um, do, you mean, what do you call it? Just Extinction? That's pretty good, yeah. right? Extinction? Or yeah, how about uh, yeah, but I mean, nobody, nobody's, if somebody's going on that, they're going to think that they might get extinct. Oh, and that's right, not going to yeah. make any sense. Good call, uh, Reggie. <laughs> no, no problem, Brett. Brett with one T. Yeah. I'm really glad we, we've got this team set up <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, so we're going with countdown then is what you're saying, right? Well, I, I mean, that, my concern is, uh, you know, from a from an optic standpoint, what are we counting down to? Nobody knows. That's nobody's, true. People are walking in. They don't know. They might start um, counting. We can't have guests counting. We can't have guests counting. This isn't a math ride. <laughs> This is a Brett. This is a ride about dinosaurs. Huh? Maybe. Hey, wait a second. You just had an idea. Did you see the light bulb? It was. Yeah. You have a head? literal light bulb hat that you wear that lights right. up. With- I, do, I do, Brett. That's yeah. right. Whenever I have a good thought, it just lights up. That's amazing. What are we calling it? And we're calling it dinosaur. That's oh, good. Spelled the normal way. Or are we going to do anything cute with it? No, it's spelled the exact way you expect it to be spelled. That's one big. And we're not doing anything you got different. It's a dinosaur. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's going to be called dinosaur. Pull down everything that says countdown to extinction. All right. We're not paying by the letter anymore. Uh, dinosaur, same track lad as Indiana Jones. Fascinating. Uh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. 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 Not nearly as good of a ride, by the way. Huh. It isn't. Yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah. I'm going to go back it's to someone's the, favorite ride. Uh, go back to the queue. I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up my list here. But uh, back in the queue, the Disney Disneyland has a uh, has a history of uh, honoring attractions that are things that were in place uh, of things that were built over the top of them. Uh, so yep. like they have this in uh, in the Winnie the Pooh ride. Um, so in the queue to Indiana Jones uh, in the projector, I believe it's the projector room. Uh, isn't it? It's the projector room. If you it look is. behind you and up, there is an Eeyore parking lot sign because that used to be the Eeyore parking lot. Uh, yeah, that's it. Have you have you spotted it before? Yes. It's hard to spot. It is hard, yeah, to, it's hard spot. to spot. One time we were in that room and the cast member said, uh, there's a hidden Mickey in this room. Hard to find. Uh, if you find it, uh, then I'll, I'll take you. I'll put you on the ride right now. And so we had about a one minute wait there while she was queuing stuff up. And my daughter, uh, you know, was looking furiously for it. I still don't know exactly where it was in that room. We did not find it. I know that also in that room, Indiana Jones's office is near there. And Mickey that's Mouse right. is uh, on the cover of the Time or the Life magazine. The Life that's, magazine. That's yeah, right. So I don't know if that was it, but whatever. But we did not. You know, I expected at Disney. I, I expected her to be like, oh, good effort. You have young kids and you're a real cute family. Well, I'll put you on anyways. Good job. <laughs> yeah, was, but she was like, was oh, you didn't find it. some game. Yeah, no, she, <laughs> had, she had standards. She was like, yeah, you didn't find that's it. Right. Cool. You wait. I said if you found it yeah. you did not right. find it yeah she told welcome to staying on. staying in line for the next 40 minutes yep. uh i think i think that there is a hidden mickey in that room and i think it's a silhouette that's made from the projector oh f- interesting whose turn is it my turn it is yeah because you did your parking lot i'm that's gonna right. wrap it up on my next one you're gonna wrap it up okay well that's good because i've got two more all right so the indiana jones adventure fundamentally changed adventureland when it was created yeah in a couple of different ways. One, it required the Jungle Cruise to be rerouted. So uh, as as aficionados and, and people who frequent the park will know, and they go on the Jungle Cruise, now the Jungle Cruise skippers make reference to the Temple of Mara on yeah. the ride. And, and the rivers actually had to be uh, uh, rerouted in order to get around the temple. Yeah. But before the Indiana Jones Adventure was created, the Jungle Cruise was a much... I guess we'd say cleaner and kitschier ride. So the Jungle Cruise boats had uh, like very bright red and white awnings that were very clean. The the boats themselves were very clean and the ride itself was not set in any particular era. It was just a trip through the jungle, yeah. right? Through the jungles uh, of the world. As a result of Indiana Jones, they re, you would call it rethemed. They rethemed the Jungle Cruise to now take place in 1935. Yeah. And they they dirtied and dingied up all the jungle cru- uh, cruise boats and they and they have the old-timey music that's playing in the queue. And so as a result, now it all feels like a seamless uh, uh point in time yeah. in the in the uh, early age of exploration in the 30s and uh, and that's all a result of Indiana Jones. So when the Jungle Cruise movie comes out, uh, next year now it was supposed to be out this summer but when it comes out next year the entire aesthetic of that movie is as a result of the indiana jones experience or yeah adventure it feels good i mean uh, when when rides have that kind of power to change entire lands it's yeah. always a little it's a worrisome uh you and i've talked a little bit about that and as it relates to tomorrowland um, yeah. but and and adventureland is not a weak land, but it would have the potential to be a weak land given how narrow yes. it is and, and and all that stuff. But I think those things work really well. The bazaar, the Bengal Tiger eatery, uh, the shops there, the, it all works really, really well together. And I, I dig it. I feel like it's, I feel like Indy really pulls that that aesthetic together. Yeah. Like I, I feel like if not for, it's interesting to think about it. If not for Indiana Jones, Adventureland would not feel nearly as thematic as it feels right now. 
Yeah, and it's the right. T- I think it's the right time period for that adventure. You yeah. don't want technology. You don't want. You don't want it to be an ambiguous time zone because uh, technology and that kind of stuff ruins that sort of adventurer yeah. spirit. You know. Yep. Like the uh, the decoder, the decoder stuff that used to come. Did you ever get one of the decoder cards? You have. Oh yes. Is that one? I have, have a. De- I have one of the decoder yeah. cards. Is that one of your? Uh, it's not one of no, your secrets. Let's no. talk about that. Let's okay. talk about it right now. So when they when they opened the ride. Uh, for the first couple of years, they had um, the ride is, of course, the the queue is littered with maraglyphs, which is uh, a language that uh, that Disney created for this ride. And they would give you give you decoder cards, right? That would give you the alphabet, and you could part of your time. This is before smartphones. Part of your time spent in the queue was looking at all the glyphs on the walls and decoding what which it said. Which is by awesome, using by the way. Card. Awesome. Yeah. Did you ever get one of those cards? I know. I never. I got. got we've. I've. De- decoded some of them because the the language is uh it's letter substitution and a lot of the yeah. letters look like it and i believe yeah, all the vowels yeah. are painted in red and little known fact oh, yeah, the i right. the uh the letter i is actually represented by an i a by physical an I. in in the ride so i don't know we, we love that kind of stuff they, they tried to do that in galaxy's edge uh but we'll talk oh about did that. they yeah they, they have some stuff that you can do that's kind of like that does it feel the same or does it not feel the same? It, uh, it feels the, the same. They use technology to do it yeah. and it, it doesn't feel complete, unfortunately, at the moment. Yeah. But okay. yeah. I All right, got, what's your next one? I only got one last tip and this is where we're going to go. Uh, this is where we're going to go or one last secret. And this is where we're going to go. For me, where I'm going to go into the part of where some of this could, you know, it's about how the ride works or doesn't work. Okay, sometimes. so this is, this is a ruining the magic tip. Yeah. And so if you don't want to know... Uh, these details about the ride, then skip forward about a minute, or just go na 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 na. Put your fingers in. Yeah, your just ear. do that. Yeah. yeah, but don't stop listening. Please yeah. keep going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't don't let this be the We're time. We're gonna play some you, fun you games here in button. a second, so you're yeah, gonna want to stick right. around for that. That's right. Uh, what I think is amazing. This is this is what little Aaron loves about Disneyland. This, this this that they can do. This is what I love. The fact that it doesn't work all the time is is the sort of secret thing to listen for. Um, but as you mentioned earlier in the episode, you're, you're sort of exploring this temple to uncover one of three things that are randomly generated for you. You don't know which one you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, the Fountain of Youth, uh, Vision of the Future, and Earthly Riches, it, uh, something like that. Earthly Riches. Something like that. So you don't know which one you're going to get. So the first fun thing you get to listen for is which one Mara says you were looking for or whatever at the very right. beginning of the ride. Uh, and then at the end of the ride, when you're all done past the, I think it's past the boulder sequence, right before you unload, Sala comes back on. Sala is your, uh, your guy that tells you to buckle your seatbelts. He's a main, right. main character in the Indiana Jones series. Um, and he makes some reference to it. Uh, the, the most one I remember, cause I think it's the one that plays the most is, uh, if you remember, if you drank from the fountain of youth, we'll be sure to get you strollers or something like that. Oh, yes. So yes. the thing he says is actually supposed to match which randomly random adventure you were given. So if you get an earthly riches, he has a line that's supposed to match that. So at the that beginning of the knowledge is that that's what you. Yeah, were, right. You so it's just after. amazing yeah. to me that they randomly they randomly it's only a set of three, but they randomly generate a quest for you. And then the finishing dialogue matches that, which is awesome. Unfortunately, it doesn't work all the time. So a fun thing is to listen to see if your end whether or not it matches. Yeah, up. whether or not it matches or not to see if you and whether or not Sala was drinking again. Yeah, yeah he was uh, eating bad <laughs> dates. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, that is a good one. That is a good one. I also uh, like the the mechanism for how that is determined. Uh, that 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 is a randomizer. Yeah. Uh, and and it's you can take a look into when you go into those three different doorways. 
those doorways actually randomize, which is really, really cool. I don't know if it still does that. I heard that I, it does I've heard not. that they've made it static now. Yeah, they, you always go through the center door, but at one point, you would sometimes go to the left and sometimes go to the right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe yeah. now it's only the middle, and I don't know if that was the projection mapping upgrades they did years ago are, are quite yeah. good in that room, the way the lightning streaks across there. I mean, they, they, did, they yeah, did some good amazing. stuff. But in my mind, the door still... You're, you're supposed to feel like you're going a different way. In reality, the doors moved. Uh, That's right. So you were always on the same track. It just looked like you're in, but I love that too. That's, yeah. That ride just blew my mind. Uh, it blows my mind. Uh, speaking of blowing my mind, here is another ruining the magic. So this is my my last one. So uh, this is ruining the magic one. So again, fast forward uh, so that you don't, uh, you don't have anything spoiled. But the rolling boulder room is an amazing, amazing feat of imagineering uh, engineering. It's just incredible. So the, uh, the EMVs can only move forward. Yeah. And if they move backwards, the entire ride shuts down. Yeah. Like there is a fail safe where if they move backwards, the entire ride shuts down. Well, as you remember, when you go into the rolling boulder room, you see Indy, he's hanging from the rope. He's asking to get into your, your vehicle. And then all of a sudden you see the boulder starting to roll toward Indy and toward the car and the car and the, the vehicle actually backs up. At least that's what you think. Yeah. What actually happens is because the vehicle can't back up, the entire room moves away from you to give you the sensation that the ride or that the vehicle is actually backing up. But in actuality, Indy, the boulder, and the entire uh, cave that's around you is moving away from you slowly <laughs> to give you the sensation that you're backing up and then rockets towards you very quickly to give you that sensation of you driving really fast as you dip underneath the boulder to go around to see uh, to see Indiana Jones. I just love that in most companies, it's like, hey, uh, is that worth it? Like, do you guys think that's worth it to do all that? Do you think people really care and will notice? Can't we just lurch them back, you know, just rock them back a little bit? And at Disney, it's just like, no, it's totally worth no. it. We're doing it. We're, we're going to make the <laughs> entire room move. Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> I just right. love it, man. The, love this, the story behind that, I think, is just also delightful and that Tony Baxter was inspired by... Uh, by coming up with this by sitting inside of a car wash where he he was standing still in his car and he felt the sensation of him moving forward because the car wash was moving around him. Yeah. So that gave him the thought of like, oh, well, this is how we can solve this problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just, it's just, a, it, it's, it's a testament to just how uh, amazing and creative these thinkers are in using very mundane everyday experiences to create something completely magical. Every time in that boulder room, when you, when you, when you finally dip down and go underneath the boulder, I have uh, I have, I don't know, I've been trained. I have a, a Pavlov's something training that when bright lights flash like that in a, in a, in a theme park attraction, my picture's being taken. So I'm always make like a goofy face. Yeah. I'm always making a, uh, I'm making, I'm like smiling and making a goofy face for a camera that doesn't exist when the like flashing effects go yeah. off in that boulder room. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, Hey, but th there's no camera there. That's no, there's no camera there. Is I, there? there is no camera there. You would think that they'd be a perfect place to put a yeah. ride camera. Yeah. I'm surprised. I am now that you mentioned that. That's Anyways. a tip in and of itself. There's no, there's no camera on, uh, on Indy. That That's takes, surprising. that takes your picture for uh, purchase. There are lots of cameras on all Disneyland rides. So let's keep it G when we go riding those rides. Okay, guys. There. That wasn't so bad, was it?
evil. If you drink too much from the fountain of youth, we will be happy to assist you with strollers. <laughs> but please stay seated until your transport comes to a complete. Uh, so those are your uh, top between top ten, top twenty. Yeah, it was I don't a range. Know. We don't know what you. It, it was between ten and twenty. Some secrets. really good tips. That's what I know. One yeah. of the things I long to do is not just go back to Disneyland, but to go on indie. Yeah, like, me too. It is. I, I hesitate to say it's my favorite attraction, but it's definitely my, in my top three. It's probably in my top two, it's and just it because really could be just number one. Th- that favorite attraction moniker comes with nostalgia. It comes with experience. It comes with when you look at what that attraction is, what it does, the queue. It is the best attraction. Whether or not it's your favorite yeah. or not, does that's I get that you have uh, history. You have culture you have nostalgia you have things that you just like but when you look at the queue when you look at the ride vehicles when you look at how it takes you uh, you just nobody rides that ride and is not like i feel like i did just time travel like i like it yeah. just connect yeah. it works on every level and so and, it and is the best ride i, I agree yeah. it is the best ride whether you Bob's like it the been, most that's another thing that's what i'm saying is it may be my favorite ride yeah. and and that's when you know that's putting it up against pirates and haunted mansion uh, and, and it's really hard for me to choose. Honestly, it's very hard for me to choose between Mansion and Indiana Jones because they're both phenomenal. Yeah. What they do, what they set out to do, they accomplish so far above any expectation that anybody should have for one of those experiences. Yeah. Are we playing a All real right. quick game before we, uh, before we wrap this up? Oh, yeah, we sure are. Yeah. We're, gonna play Ma- We're playing Mask Off. Special edition, uh, very, though. Very special edition of Mask Off. It's going to be uh, Indiana Jones edition, so it's going to be India Doctor Doctor Indiana Jones uh, versus someone on the on the wheel of fun uh, in some sort of everybody's going head to head with Indiana Jones today, though. That's right. That's right. So we're gonna um, young Indiana Jones gonna, or just normal Indiana Jones. Uh, I'm gonna say Indiana Jones again. We I think whenever we play Mask Off, it's it's the character at the height of their Abilities. powers or experience. So this is not. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Indiana Jones, uh, which I don't acknowledge. This is in your prime, uh, Dr. Jones. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm going to, I'm reaching up, reaching up to the the wheel of fun. I'm giving this, uh, giving this one a big old spin. Oh yeah. Look at that. Yeah, you see that? I like one? it. I was, like, I was uh, extra hard. Sparklers it, or something on it. Like, yeah, my 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 hair's shorter, so I'm I'm a lot more aggro. Yeah, about this I can see, thing, and, so. and you can have fire around because there's no fire danger with you. That's right. That's right. It's not gonna set on fire. Yeah, no, it's great. Nothing, nothing's catching fire. With this. Okay, so Indiana Jones. Yep. Versus Rocket Raccoon. Oh. Who is better at baking a birthday cake? Oh, Rocket Raccoon, just hands down. You think so? Yeah, I don't think Indiana Jones can bake a cake at all. It's it's too uh, it's it's below his ability of uh, he's a he's a he's a sort of a more uh, he's a thinking guy. He's a professor, but he's also more of a just kind of a, a brute forcey kind of guy. He he solves a lot of That's problems true. through 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 brute force. And I think that Rocket Raccoon has found himself in a situation where baking a birthday cake actually saves him from certain death. And so I think he has that skill. So you think Rocket is using it as a tool in order to uh, to get himself out of a predicament? Yeah, he's just that, found that people like birthday cake, and so that's it's it's a tool for him, not a. Not whereas a Indiana Jones is just gonna straight up murder a couple people. Yeah, to get he's out, just like what? Yeah. He just he's not a birthday celebratory kind of guy. He's never around. Like he's always traveling. He doesn't celebrate birthdays in the traditional way. I feel like Indiana Jones has the. He definitely has the intellect to bake a mean birthday cake. I just don't think he has the patience to exactly. make a birthday cake. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'll, I'll get that. Yeah. Uh, Rocket is definitely 
definitely methodical in his his planning. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Rocket will wait wait it out for sure. All right, uh, spinning that wheel again. Let's go for yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. Magic podcast time. Indiana Jones uh-huh. versus Mary Poppins mm. in the Kingdom of Juggling Lightsabers. Wow. Indiana Jones versus Mary Poppins in a lightsaber juggling contest. Uh, how I'm, how do we even begin to break this one down yeah, in, in a way that gives a coherent or even rational answer? I don't think Indiana Jones uh, knows how to juggle, although I think he could learn. I think his son knows how to juggle, but I don't think he uh, knows how I'm to sorry, juggle. I'm sorry, who? Who what? Yeah, uh, if What's he were that? to ever have a son. If he was to have a son. That son would probably know how to, uh, to juggle because of the neglect and, and trying to impress his father all the time and not knowing how the to do that. The desperate need for approval. Exactly. He would learn, yes. he would learn yep. a trade skill like juggling. Yes. Uh, and also, I think it's not unlikely that Indiana Jones is going to find himself in a circus and then he could connect with his dad. Mary Poppins, good with umbrellas, good with, uh, good yeah. with magic and sort of, uh, you know, the, the, the sort of showmanship, I guess, that comes with that. Uh, so I'm going to say Mary Poppins can juggle some lightsabers. These lightsabers are off, correct? Oh, no, they're, they're fully ignited lightsabers. <laughs> are they really? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, these things are taking limbs off, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Because otherwise, it's just like juggling a short baton. That's true. How is, that, how is that interesting or exciting <laughs> in any way? Clearly not. Yeah. Who do you uh, think? I, well, I, you changed my mind when you brought up the umbrella aspect. Mm. So Mary Poppins definitely, she understands the weight distribution of something like that, uh, more so than Indy and his skill with a whip. I mean, it, you know, it's she's a Indy's, nanny. She she has to have a bag of tricks where it's like if the, these kids aren't settling down. I mean, my last resort, this, yeah, I'm going to juggle some lightsabers and that's going to get him to shut up. That's right. Like if the if uh, if doing a duet with uh, a bird or my own reflection doesn't do it, if jumping into a chalk painting like, isn't going to do zoom, it. Zoom, zoom, <laughs> zoom. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. And, uh, and if that doesn't get the kids to go to sleep. They're just screaming. The curtains are just lighting on fire. The whole house is in flame. <laughs> the kids are just like, yeah, in terror. And she's singing, and she's singing a very beautiful song. Yeah. She's like, and it's time to go to bed. <laughs> Super Cala, cut your face off if you don't go to bed. <laughs> okay, you've convinced me. It's, it's Mary Poppins. It's Mary Poppins. Uh, so Mary Poppins won this one. Rocket won the last round one. Uh, we got to see if uh, if Indy pulls. pulls he hasn't won a single one, one yet. He's he's got to win one coming up. Yeah. All right. I'm spinning that wheel right. again. Let's see. Indiana Jones versus Donald Duck. Oh wow! In the contest of who is a better insurance salesman? This one's got to be Indy, right? <sighs> Donald's nearly unintelligible. <laughs> right, but very badgery. Very like, like yeah, that's gets, true. Gets he very is, worked gonna... up. Yeah. When you yeah, tell does him he no, this, does he's he just like, what do you, like, so you can... in duck talk, he's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? No, like he's doing that thing where he's sticking his fist out at yeah. you. and He's hopping up and down. Right. Yeah. I want to pick Indiana Jones because he's got the, the mumble and he looks, you know, like trustworthy. But I think Donald Duck sells more insurance based on just a, will you please, will you leave? If I buy it, will you leave? Yeah, but Indy's a smooth talker when very he needs much. to be, right? Yeah, very I mean, much. It, Indy can talk his way out of any situation. Again, uh, normally brute force. Yes. Normally using a revolver yes. or a bullwhip. Yep. Uh, but he can still talk his way out of a situation if he needs to. And so I do feel like, I mean, he's got char- he's got charisma in a way that Donald never could. Yeah. 
So that's true. surely, surely if he's going to convince somebody to buy something that they don't necessarily need, it's it's going to be a guy like Indy. Yeah. Donald, Donald, the only reason why Donald makes a sale is because he badgers someone. It, that's precisely correct. Or threatens their life. Basically says, if you don't buy this health insurance, I'm going to make you wish that you had. Here's the thing. They're uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. They're looking for they're looking for the Ark. They're looking for the yep. Ark of the Covenant. True. That is very, correct. very hot, hot property. Uh, they're at yes. this airfield, and at the right at the airfield, there's there's a big you know stone wall, and nobody's uh-huh. ever like, hey, we're looking for an ark. Anybody know what's on the other side? There's like huge blocks there. Anybody know what's on the other side of that? Hey, isn't there uh, isn't there an ancient temple on the other side of this wall? I don't know. Has anybody anybody just, ever considered? No, we did just we like put, planes. So did anybody notice that when you built the runway <laughs> no. to this airfield? That it was next to a hey, hidden yeah, yeah, temple. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop talking about that. Where should we put the gas truck? Just right next to the airplane. <laughs> yeah, right next to the airplane. And uh, and let's make sure that we just have a steady stream of fuel going to the plane at all times. <laughs> yeah, because we need to be able to take off at any moment. I just like that the, that the wall's just right there next to all this construction. And, and yeah, stuff. they literally push. They literally push like three ton bricks out and then right onto the airfield. Yeah, and the arc's just there. I mean, it's right there. What a great Listen, episode. I think Indy is as much luck as he is intellect and skill. Yeah. I think we can agree at that. Yes. So, hey, uh, everybody, thanks so much for listening. We, we, love making, we love making the show every week, and uh, we hope you enjoy listening to it. This has been Bob's and Bantha's. Uh, we release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if we're not there, we want to be there. So let us know where we should be, and we'll show up. Uh, we would love it if you left us a review on iTunes. We'd like to know what you think of the show, and it really helps other people find the show. So if you take a few moments right now, uh, especially if you're listening to it in your uh, Apple podcast app, you can leave a review for us, five star, and a couple of words. We'd really appreciate it. We want to take a few moments to uh, to thank one of our listeners, Paparotti23. He left us a uh, five-star review over on iTunes. He says, I just recently found this show, and I have really enjoyed listening Paparazzi 23, we really enjoy you listening. Yeah, I enjoy you listening too. Probably my second favorite listener. uh, You can also reach us at info at Bob's and Bantha's. Uh, We, and someone did. Wow. Someone did this past week. And what a heck of a story that we received. Great email. Well, I just want to say, I I believe the individual who wrote us, uh, his name was Disney Park Mark. uh, And he, he just took the time to write a very funny story about him exercising. Uh, and and having a, a moment of time-space uh, confusion where his exercise app ended, our show began, and he wasn't sure which way reality was up and uh, and just took the time to, to let us know how much he was enjoying the show. So, Disney Park Mark, thanks so much for, for writing info in. Info uh, at Bobsleds and Banthas. Yeah, info at Bobsons and Banthas is where you can send us an email or you can go over to Instagram at Bobsons and Banthas. We post over there uh, several times during the week, having a great time engaging with our listeners. Uh, until next week, he's been Aaron. I've been Scott. We've been Bobsons and Banthas. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yep. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. Synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.